everybody, and welcome to episode... I don't even know anymore. I'm, I'm not really in the mood to do this again, because we've recorded this episode. We did it already, and uh, the software that we used to record it decided to skip every four seconds, every ten seconds, so there's not even anything salvageable. It's like the, the perfect act of sabotage. More importantly, we recorded it on location with a very special guest, and that's lost forever. I can't even pull out any quotes from it. So, we're going to try again, and if it does it again, I'm going to burn the whole podcast to the ground. But we do have... Will is on vacation. Will is on a much-needed vacation with his lovely bride. Uh, They are in Florida, and from the pictures he's posting on Instagram, he's having a great time, so I'm glad. So... I don't have Will with me, but I do have a very, very special guest, Sir Greg Barnes. Hello. Thank you for doing this again. <laughs> I was also the special guest in Toronto. Yes. So yeah. I'm just going to show up every time you ask me to. <laughs> every yeah. four seconds that was skipped was actually when I was talking. Greg was pressing the button. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Greg was kind enough to, uh, to join us on the last time we did this in Toronto and we had some great conversations and I'm hoping that we can recapture the magic uh, of, that, of, that, of that episode. But we uh, will run through our, our normal segments and, uh, and then we'll, we'll get into something that's a little bit you know, unique to us that only you and I can provide the, uh, the flavor to. You see what I did there, flavor, because yeah. we talk about food on this program. I don't, but you'll explain it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll pass you a note. So one of the most important things, and actually I think the most one of the most fun segments, and I, I love it when people on Twitter get involved in this, is what is the best thing that you ate since we last recorded? But, well, yeah, you we have recorded an episode, so that's a perfectly legitimate question. What is the best thing that you have had in your travels, in your in your hood, since, since you got back from Toronto? Well, I recently went to Nice in South France, which was nice. Ah. Good. Got to get in there before anybody else can. <laughs> um, and I enjoyed a lot of artichoke, which is one of my favourite uh, foods going. And there's a lot of it down there. Is and, there? Uh, yeah. Is it indigenous? Is that the right word? Indigenous is maybe animals. I would suspect it's indigenous. I remember going to South of France as a kid and having lots of it and having a very sore stomach because of that. <laughs> but I think it's the artichoke I... shits. Uh, we've all been there. <laughs> the artichoke shits. Um, I feel like it's something that's. Just, I don't know, maybe it's not native to South France, but it felt like it. And it was definitely available everywhere. Um, and we had some really good, really good shit. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, they did one in like a jus and I could have eaten that like breakfast. Cereal. In a jus? Like, how, how? I don't know how they did it. But but describe it. It was almost the texture of like a, a mashed potato and it came in a bowl. So you had, it was the heart? Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, it was indistinguishable... It physically didn't resemble artichoke, but it was purely artichoke. Just pureed, I suppose. Oh my God. And it was just the most delicious thing. And did you eat it with a spoon or was it... I ate it with a spoon. (laughs) Were you supposed to eat it with a spoon? I'm not sure if that was etiquette. (laughs) It was not even something that should have been on the menu for our dish. We ordered a dish that it wasn't part of, but I saw it on a different option. And I just said, can I please have that on the side? And they were like... Well, it doesn't really okay. work with this plate. <laughs> okay. Because yeah. why would they speak Spanish in front of Alex? <laughs> Qua? Qua? Yeah. 
Okay. And uh, I, I, yeah, I think I made it awkward enough for them that they just brought it through. And <laughs> for four euros as a awkward side, it was the favorite thing that I ate wow. on that trip. Did you see it uh, available in other forms? Yes, they have it. Um, I think the more traditional sense in that area is when you have it and you, you take like the leaf, like almost like a dip yeah, yeah. and you put it in vinaigrette. Lovely. Yeah, that's, is, I, I love I love artichokes as well. And they're, they're, it, doesn't, it wouldn't surprise me if they were native to the south of France because they're certainly native to California and they have very similar climates. Mm-hmm. And we used to have them in our back garden and you would, you would steam them and then you would take the leaves individually and kind of scrape the meat of the base of the leaf off with your teeth. Yeah. Some, a lot of people dip it in mayonnaise, vinaigrette. And then, of course, you've got the heart at the, at the end of it, which yeah. is just divine. Which is the trophy. It's, so it's such a great flavor. We yeah. don't really get it in England, do we? Uh, no, you find it popping up more and more. I found recently at like the kind of the seasonal small plates places. Yeah. Maybe it's become fashionable again. Because you can get the, uh, the hearts, you know, in a brine. In, in a jar. Uh, in a jar, which is good. I mean, I use it to make um, uh, like jalapeno artichoke dips and things like that. That sounds good. Yeah. And then I've seen it... Um, uh, deep fried. I've seen them roasted. I love artichoke. I love the flavor. I think it's just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I think it. This might be a bold thing to say, but I think it's one of those ingredients that if somebody said I could have one thing for the rest of my life, wow. Yeah, I think it might be artichoke. Wow. Or pistachio ice cream. Yeah, you do have an unhealthy yeah. relationship with that. Yeah. Have you got some right now? <laughs> <laughs> when we're finished. Uh, wow. Okay. That's that's pretty cool. What about you? Uh, I think since we were last since we last recorded, I think that's that's a tough one. Um, I was in Tel Aviv and they have great food there. They really do have good food. There. I'd never been before. I've been to Israel, but not to Tel Aviv. And I have a bad habit of going on Google Maps and researching all these places, like looking up lists of like eaters best street food in these cities. And then going on Google Maps and dropping pins in all the places and hoping that I get anywhere near one. But it just happened to be that I was staying near a place that did sabish, which is an Iraqi Jewish sandwich. Yes. Yes. Eggplant, predominantly, in like a, almost in like a Berlin-style Donner sandwich, you know what I mean? Um, and hummus, uh, a hard-boiled egg, beetroot, pickled beetroot and just incredible that sounds amazing it was so good and i realized it was weird i i got like two days into my trip maybe 36 hours into the trip and realized i hadn't eaten any meat you just don't have to you don't have not not by design by any stretch of the imagination i just you didn't need to because the street food there was all really really good and vegetarian based and there wasn't it wasn't like you couldn't get it across the street from, literally across the street from this Sabish place was an amazing shawarma place where I went with uh, my friend Sam the, the next night. And it was lamb and uh, uh, shawarma with all of the fixings. So it wasn't like it was hard to find. It just, yeah, it's not like the Israeli diet is... Is without meat. Yeah. Not at all. Um, so yeah, it was, oh, that was, it was just good. And I don't know how they do it, but it was, it was the right amount of like, salty and the and hummus and the falafel in there is just it was so good and of course it's one of those things where if you if you went around the world maybe here where we are now which we'll come on to in a minute you might be able to find it but it's quite 
regional, mm-hmm. you know? So I think uh, things, if, if I tried to find it, I'd probably be brokenhearted. I might have a tip off for you. There's oh. a place on Church Street in Stoke Newington, fashionable Church Street. Stokey. Stokey, um, to its friends. Uh, it's called The Good Egg. And it's one of those places that you could find it painfully hipster. And I don't like that word, but it is. Um, if you have to queue there for breakfast, but it does do lunch and dinners. And it's, I think it's Israeli cuisine. And a lot of its dishes sound a lot like what you just described. Nice. So maybe if you need that fix, maybe Stokey's where yeah. you need to go. I love, I love Middle Eastern food generally. Mm-hmm. I think ever since we went to Beirut, again, we'll come on to that. I've just had this sort of, whenever I see it, I just, there's something inside me which just develops a really strong jonesing. And once I have it in my head, I'm done for. I have to have it. Yeah. Um, it's, I, there's something about that, that Mediterranean Middle East. It it's more Mediterranean than Middle Eastern. It, um, yeah. Yeah. I like anything where you get a sheer variety of small dishes or ingredients and you have the chance to sample a lot in one sitting. Yeah. So if that's what they're doing, sign me up. Yeah. No, it's, oh, yeah, it was good. It was really good. Everything felt, tasted really fresh. Uh, So the next and most important thing is what are you, what are you drinking? We are in New York City, in Queens to be precise. uh, And, we got here yesterday evening and are jet lagging a little bit. We've just eaten a lot a of lot. Korean fried, oh, kimchi fried rice, yeah, which is Korean, and probably feeling a little bit weighed down. Yeah, it's that time of the day where, for this coming from the UK to the East Coast, the jet lag is like, gotcha, bitch. Mm. And so beer is probably not a good idea. I think I'd fall asleep after. Yeah. This. It would just be like 45 minutes of silence in this episode, which many of you might appreciate. It'd be like ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> Very relaxing. Yeah. Just listen to a snooze. Yeah. I know my sister-in-law, Emily, I know if you're listening, she said, oh yeah, I listen to you guys all the time when I'm trying to go to sleep. And she meant it <laughs> genuinely and purely and without malice. Uh, so that's good. <laughs> you're the new dolphin sounds. I, whale sounds. 100%. Will, dolphins will you wouldn't be able to sleep too, really, would you? It's no, it would be terrifying. So we have issued the beers, but we will report back on the beers that we find on this trip. I, I'm still not really drinking, but um, Greg can do it all. I'm okay with that. Are you drinking any sort of beverage? I'm very off-brand today. I'm ordinarily a San Pelli boy. <laughs> that needs, you need to get that on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I'll ask the other San Pelli boys on the forum <laughs> if they can sort one out. But I'm drinking a Perrier. Oh, Perrier. Because it's the only thing that they had in the little deli down the road. <laughs> that was me opening the bottle there's something you know you can go into a Tesco in the UK and I would be interested to hear from you guys if, if it's the same where you live but I can get two and a half liter bottle of, of sparkling water for 17p yeah here it's much more um, of a bevy it's like you know you're going to pay a premium yeah for yeah. drinking water with bubbles in it naturally yeah. occurring bubbles well they've got that whole Label attached. Was it LaCroix? Yeah, LaCroix. Is it LaCroix or LaCroix? Le, Le, it should be LaCroix. I know. But, but I it is like LaCroix. I, yeah. Because. Because. Because why not? Yeah. Uh, there's a wonderful meme that's going around with the descriptions of LaCroix. Oh, God. It makes, uh, no, I don't like saying that. It makes me uncomfortable. 
flavors and some of them were like uh banana if it was low on battery uh <laughs> you know sat next to a bunch a crate of strawberries for a little bit um, right that type of thing yeah that sounds about um, about right that's yeah. very on brand yeah i'm not a fan i know it's very fashionable but they're being decimated because everybody's yeah i think we, we even talked about this in the aborted version of this original podcast with will i think will will had some facts Incredibly. It's a recurring topic. Yeah, Will had facts. Will had facts. Will have well-researched and informed facts. Um, yeah. As he does every single episode. And I just <laughs> I just babble. Um, what are you drinking? I have got... <laughs> I love this stuff. It's air, And I think I've talked about it on a previous episode. I have a can of Arizona... Yeah, iced tea. It's the green tea with ginseng and honey. I love it. But you can only get it in the oil drum size in the u.s in in england you get it in this sort of plastic bottle that's even smaller than a a plastic diet coke bottle says it's sensibly sized as so many things in the uk are this is unnecessary this is 680 mils that's a lot yeah which for my uh imperial friends is 23 fluid ounces i will be nursing this for the rest of the day but i do love it it's um it's really good it's really good It's, it's green tea and they they use Honey is the as the sweetener, which do, makes it it doesn't have that sort of artificial sweetener flavor, but it's not like overbearingly sweet as well. I I love it. I think it's great. I remember going through gallons. I think literal gallons. I think they do it in like the big milk mm-hmm. jugs. They do of that when we went did our road trip across America in 2011, and I think I've never been the same. Yeah, it's, I sweat Arizona tea now when it, it's too hot. There they use a different sweetener in the UK. And you can also get it in powder form, and then you can make it yourself lines. at home. Yeah, you, you just, make it into you just lines. inject it into your in between your toes, um, and you're fine. I don't know why I don't know how you do that, but yeah. there we are. Wow, the powder form. Yeah, I've not seen that. Uh, my friend Greg Annandale, uh, and congrats, Greg, if you listen. I don't know if you do to the Raspberry Pi four launch. Uh, he oversaw the website of that, and that was a big deal. So well done. Uh, he got it for me once, and it was really good. You could make it in huge i used to this is bad why am i sharing this i'm gonna do it anyway the 17p two and a half liter bottles at tesco i would drink them and then i would make arizona iced tea in the bottles <laughs> like a frat boy <laughs> what, what color is it when it's not in the can uh it's sort of green. no it's sort of old man pea brown mm, yeah that probably looked really scary to yeah. anybody who came to your house it, it, it looked no it looked like iced tea okay it looks like iced tea. You'd think you'd think it would be a little bit more like green tea, which has got that weird pond greeny yeah. hue. But no, it it was kind of brown. Yeah, it would yeah. it would look like I'd had samples <laughs> in the fridge, gallons of it. Yeah, but I love it. Uh, it's uh, it's it's really good. It's very refreshing, and it's hot as balls here. It's muggy. Yeah, it's so muggy. Tropical. I'm sweating. Very constantly. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna leave ya. And X, X is hard. So I think what Will and I decided is that we're going to come back at the end of the year or the end of the alphabet, whichever comes first, and do a extra, which is even that's a stretch for it. But X, X is hard. I'm not going to do a whole episode about xanthan gum or... Could go X-rated. X-rated. <gasps> I would tune into X-rated that's it. Attaché. That's it. Yeah. Mastication Nation After Dark. After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. it. Oh, that, into that. good. I sure. like it. Um, and we're we're gonna leave yeah for Will because we were gonna do Y Y Z, which is Toronto, and he had some great 
as a former resident and we ate some great stuff. In fact, I'm in a way I'm glad because we filmed or we recorded the YYZ episode in Toronto, but before we went on a food tour in St. Lawrence Market, which you'll see more of in the episode, which will come out uh, mm. eventually. Uh, so I'm glad we, I'm glad we can go back because we had some really good stuff there, some sure. of which won't make the cut of the show, of the of the of attaché. But anyway, what we thought we'd do on this episode is we've done pushing 40 episodes, right, of attaché. Yeah all around the world and have eaten some amazing and awful food. <laughs> Fair. That's a good that's a good one to think of actually. I'm not sure if I could draw out the hat the worst food I've had yet. I we I can think of some bad ones. I don't know about the worst. Yeah. Uh I know Will's worst. We can talk oh, about that. I know my we'll come to it, but I know my worst. You do? Okay. Yeah. Uh so we thought we would we would talk about some of the best and worst food that we've had in four years and forty episodes. And 40 cities, um, by definition. So uh, do you have one that when, – when, because this was your idea and it's a great idea. <laughs> do you have – did you have one that you that you immediately thought of when you thought of the best? The best. Yeah, and it's quite an unassuming one as well. Um, but I think it's the fact that I – it's the one I can't get. You yeah. know, it's the one that got away. And it's the Amani breakfast roll. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in old Dubai. Oh, my God. Because every other food, Nick's a couple, I've managed to find in London. Yeah. We're spoiled that way. But I'd, I've not heard, nor do I think I can recreate the Armani. No, one. no, no. It was no, that's a, that's a... Well, describe it. It was like a roti with bechamel cheese and actual potato chips, crisps. Yeah, uh, and egg. An egg. Yeah, scrappy egg. Was it scramby egg? I think it was scramby egg with the bechamel cheese kind of mixed yeah. in. And it was the sort of and thing ketchup. that like a student might, it had tomato ketchup. It yeah. was exactly what a student might make on a hangover. Yeah. But it was somehow, you know, born from Amani culture. Yeah. And it was just unreal. It and, was, yeah. It, that I had, comp- I, that is such a good one. Arva from, uh, from uh, Frying Pan Adventures in Dubai, she she and her sister run this outstanding food tour company, which I cannot recommend enough. If you're ever in Dubai, look them up. She took us around old Dubai. We had we had great food, yeah. but she was determined to find those chips Omani, which were potato chips, like ready salted chips yeah. from Oman. But we went to like four or five places. You can find the roll and the egg and all that preparation, but she she's you can't. It doesn't. It's not the same. Yeah. Yeah, without yeah. them and and at the, like after like the fourth or fifth shop i was like this is weird yeah but then we had it and changed everything it really did i forgot yeah. about that that's a good point because you're right you can find us you know something reasonably analogous to most of the food that we've discovered yeah but not that not imani rolls and i don't see myself going back to Dubai anytime soon unless it's perhaps for work and I know it's out there and I know it's living its life yeah. it's probably moved on without me but I want to I had rekindle. lunch with Arva and her husband with my, when I took my family to, to Dubai a few years ago 18 months ago and we ate at the same kebab shop that I eat at every single time uh, Al Ustan special kebab and I said tell me where this place is and she's like okay Go down this alley and then this alley. Turn right, but not that alley. 
They're all unmarked. I'll yeah. drop a pin for you in Google Maps, which is completely unmapped. And I, I, I must have looked for hours. Which is frustrating, but it actually makes it it's all the better. Good. I think it's yeah. good. It's, it, it gives the exoticism an extra notch. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. What about you? Off the top of the head, what's the first one out of the hat? Uh, I think the the first one that I think about is uh, the Suadero Tacos in Mexico City. I think I think maybe because it was reasonably recently. I hadn't gone f- that far back in the archive. Yeah. Uh, but that was... I'd never had that style of taco before. I'd never even heard of it. It's whenever... When Will and I did the tacos episode... I googled it and every not every but 90% of the results were in Spanish so it right. feels like one of those things that's never really even left Mexico it's City not traveled. has not traveled and it was we went on this uh, again on a food tour of Navarte uh, which is just a district of Mexico City and this guy Nico who was really cool and took us to a lot of great places we went to Tacos Tony which is a it was open from like he said it was easier to describe when it wasn't open, which yeah. was like five a.m. to eight a.m. Yeah, if that. I think it was an hour that it was. It really? Some, yeah, yeah. It, it was, it was so good, and it it's it's basically it's brisket or something similar to brisket, that is cooked in oil for like hours and hours and hours, chopped up, and then uh, fried for a second before it's thrown in a tortilla with a. There was a pepper, right, and all of the yeah. accoutrement and some weapons-grade salsa. Yeah, that salsa, go light. And, and he told us of that as well. He's like, even for us Mexicans, this is spicy. So for you guys, it's going to blow your face off. Yeah, and I'm so glad he gave us. I'm so flavor. glad he did. I'm so <laughs> glad he did. I, I'm, I'm glad he did it in those terms as well. Yeah, because you could see like, and he taught us a really good trick, didn't he? Where you put you almost like you're going to do a, um, mm. some illicit substances, but you a bump of Arizona. Yeah, exactly. A bump of. <laughs> <laughs> you you take the salsa from the the bowl and you put it uh, in the sort of the I don't know, what what is this the heel of your hand yeah and you taste a, just a drop of it and so you can get a sense of how potent it is and yeah it was it was good it's super potent it was it was yeah. but yeah. that that's the thing that that comes back to me I think the most vividly but again it might just be because I'm in recent now you got me thinking about all of the food that that we've We've you're eaten. also you're a taco expert by now. Uh, no, not connoisseur, just addict, <laughs> <laughs> consumer. Yeah, uh, regular scale. Yeah, and I think if that was something that genuinely impressed you, you should know that that's a very good item. Yeah, yeah, I I think so. I think I've eaten enough tacos. And uh, but tacos is sort of the counterpoint to what you were just saying because you can find. You can find serviceable, ta- especially for but, me in California. Yeah. Sure, in California, but, but not can you those. Find no, yeah. I, I, and I look, I look at those, and I think because the preparation is so involved, um, there is a place in Vegas that's a Tijuana style, uh, and it's not like a Vegas place style place, although it's just off the Strip. Um, I posted it on my Instagram if you want to go and find it. That might they had all of the other styles of tacos that you wouldn't find in say Taco Bell. Right. Um, that I might, next time I'm in Vegas, go and have a look for Swadero. Good advice. Well, let's go, let's, let's go to the other side of the spectrum and then we can come back to some of the other stuff. What, what did you think of when I said, what was the worst thing? Boric. 
Borek. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tell, tell us the story of Borek. We, in fact, didn't we find out this morning it was a year ago? year ago today. Exactly. Yeah. We're in Zagreb. And we had a great guide. Marta Jankovic, the chef, uh, famous celebrity chef. And really good dude. Really yeah. good dude. I liked him a lot. And he took us on an amazing tour of all the delicacies. Uh, but one thing that he loved and I did not <laughs> is Borek. And it's basically, um, in layman's terms, it, it's a it's a breast milk turnover. Yeah. I would say. <laughs> it, it is basically just cottage cheese in like a phyllo pastry. Yeah. And I am not... I will eat anything... And I will find a way to enjoy most things, but cottage cheese. Yeah, imagine a hot, sweaty, greasy cottage cheese pasty Ooh. eaten in a warm bathroom <laughs> <laughs> with a raging hangover. No, uh, I, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. It was kind of gross. It was kind of gross. And, you know, it wasn't a warm bathroom, but it was a hot day. And we're in this courtyard outside, and it just wasn't what I needed. And they're mm. enormous. They were huge. Yeah. And we'd eat, uh, we actually didn't eat that much because what was so great about what Mate told us is that he was taking us around the central market and showing us the raw materials uh, that, that he and his restaurants and, and, and people, you know, Croatians, um, use in their day today as well so it wasn't like we were full but by god we were after that yeah i mean i did not need nor want to eat anything nor look at myself in a mirror for at least <laughs> yeah. a couple hours yeah, afterwards you, it, it was one of those things where you do hate yourself at yeah. the end of it yeah um what about you would you say that's up there that's or? definitely up there yeah uh i don't there aren't many things there are a lot of things where i've said i thought i haven't said it i thought that wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Mm. What is it? Is it natto? Natto, yeah, the fermented... Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm a big fan of natto. You know, well, this is... When we were first went to Tokyo to film, we were with a lot of friends, and they... <laughs> this is this is kind of funny, actually, because we went to an okonomiyaki place that our uh, our friend Frankie uh, knew well, and it was fantastic, and they're got... They're, they said uh, they were kind of whispering you much. He's like, "Let's get Alex and, and, and Greg some natto. Let's get it'll be funny. Let's do it. Let's do it." And they put it. They, it comes and they put it in front of us. Like, "Oh, you should try this. It's like typical bar food, typical izakaya food, and it's fermented soybeans in this like almost like science fiction alien egg." Sticky slime. It's sinus. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, it's just, yeah. It's just like mucus. Yeah, mucus. And and I'm eating it, going, oh, "This is pretty good." And they're like, ha, ha, ha. "Yeah, oh, <laughs> that fell flat. That didn't work." <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't hate it. But then on our last night, we were in another Azakai. I think we were in Pisali, um, and we were. We and it was again sm- the, the, the small plates in Azakai's, and one of them was they ordered raw chicken. Um, I can't remember what the name, what the Japanese name is, and I I thought that they were effing with us. Yeah, and it's a pretty big joke to play. It's it is a pretty and so this pile of raw chicken, <laughs> it's like it's like just touched on the grill for a second, like yeah. just lightly, if not that, even yeah. not, not even lightly makes it sound cooked. Yeah, and sprinkled with 
lemon juice, soy sauce, and sh- almonds, right? Wasn't it almonds? Shit almonds. <laughs> shit almonds, which is a style um, of Japanese almond. No, I think it was sliced almonds. And yeah, and maybe a little bit of salt. Maybe a bit yeah, of salt. Yeah. And then they just started eating it because I thought they were trolling us. Mm. But they were just starting to eat it. I go, you guys should eat this. And it's, it, it was bloody delicious. It was delicious. I remember finding it just bizarre that even the consistency, the texture and the taste wasn't even that far away from cooked chicken. Yeah, you would, you, you know, I agree. Yeah. You, because the chicken was alive 15 minutes before it came to your plate and there's no, you're not going to get sick from it. I posted this on Reddit on like the food, food porn or food subreddit and people just lost their shit. Yeah. Um, mainly I, Americans because we're terrified of everything. Uh, <laughs> but I had no idea that it was a dish. Yeah. I had no idea the Japanese ate raw chicken. Yeah. And yeah. when it came out, I was shocked. I also really love the ceremony of they bring out a little timer. Yes, that? that's right. I'd forgotten about that. And I think after about 20 minutes, it's perhaps warmed too much. Yeah. And they have to take it away from you. And then the next time... We were in Japan, and that was when we filmed Kyushu and Osaka. Mm-hmm. We did the same. We had the same great crew, Frankie, Chris, Paul, I think, was there for that trip as well. Yeah. Shin. Uh, we went to Inizkai, had the same thing, and it was just, it, it, that's what you do. Yeah. That's what you eat. But yeah, it yeah. sounds to our, our primitive Western brains horrendous and an abomination yeah. unto Jesus himself. <laughs> and I guess it's only horrendous to us because we let the hygiene levels slip. I think the only reason the Japanese can serve it yeah. so proudly and full of confidence is that their hygiene is ridiculous. It's, it's, yeah, I, and I, yeah, I think there's never been a, wouldn't it, it wasn't like a, an out there no. dish like someone said in the 60s or 70s, let's, uh, let's do this and let's make it, you know, it'll be, it'll be out there and well, everybody will talk about us. It's like, no, we've always done this. Yeah. This has always been safe and we've Let's never had a problem with it. Make a thing of it. No. Because you know that if one person got sick at one izakaya, that's it. Yeah. Done. And you go anywhere in Japan. No more raw chicken for anybody. No. God damn it. <laughs> and I'm going to speak in absentia for Will because I know exactly. Because Will's come on uh, two shoots with us now. <laughs> and it feels like we need to have him on more because he really is our food expert and enthusiast bundled into one. But we went on a... Uh, Will, I'm going to tell you, I'm telling the story whether you like it or not. <laughs> we went on a phenomenal Koreatown food tour in LA, which is so interesting and actually had got me super into Korean food. Yeah. Um, and it got me through some hard times. Yeah. The memories alone. Six taste food tours in LA. Uh, and we picked Koreatown because it's one of the, it's unusual because it's one of the newest quote-unquote newest ethnic communities in LA. It's only been around since the 70s and 80s. And that's when this sort of wave of, of immigrants came from Korea. Anyway, we, we, we ate a lot of traditional Korean food and more modern Korean food. But we went to, I guess it was the equivalent of an izakaya. Yeah, a Korean it was a little And one of the things we had was sundae, which is Korean blood sausage. And it's not like blood sausage... That we're used to in the it UK. It was more gelatinous. Yeah, it was. It was steamed. Yeah. It was congealed pig's blood mixed with nude, rice noodles and then in a, in a casing. That's it. And then steamed. And 
the way that uh, Nancy taught us to use it. I'm going to edit her name there. <laughs> we'll just edit it in. Taught, taught, <laughs> taught us to uh, to eat it was you had this this salt, this like flavored salt, and you kind of rolled it in the salt and you ate it. Or in the the rice cakes, the the rice cake stew, which had that lovely bright red yeah. sauce. You 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 dip it in, which was my personal. That favorite. was amazing. Yeah, I loved that. Really good, but but will <laughs> not so much. Not so much. I think I. You know what? I'm proud of him for trying. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the texture got to him because it is a little bit like eating mm, what is jellied it? eel. Jellied eel, good one. Yep, yep. I mean, it's more rubbery than that. Yeah, the it's inside difficult. of a Nike Air. <laughs> yeah. If it had been cooked for a bit. I mean, I'm making it sound bad. I loved it. I ate, it was delicious. I ate, I ate a lot of it. But he he popped it in his mouth and chewed, and we carried on with the interview. And then uh, all you hear is... <laughs> it was so... <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> I think... This is really weird, but I think I've seen Will dry wretch more times than I can count on both hands. I think that guy is a wretcher. Yeah. He, I think it's, certain foods just make him... He, he does struggle with textures. <laughs> Again, I'm I'm proud of him for trying because he was way out of his comfort zone on that. Not that he's not an adventurous eater. He's an extremely adventurous eater, but that yeah. got to him. And He'll eat anything. He'll, he might just not enjoy not, it. Yeah, and I think that that says a lot about a person. But yeah. he, uh, he, he, he struggled with that. I think I can safely say that of, of the shoots that he's been on, uh, that was his least favorite food. Yeah, I would say so. He very valiantly had an oyster in Toronto. Yeah, did he? Yeah, he did. Wow. And uh, and seemed to enjoy it as well. And there's a man who hasn't had oysters in a very long time. And I think he said he doesn't enjoy them. But yeah, gave it a good shot. I think we only try bad thing or things we don't like when we are with experts or on tour like. And that's good because they're pushing us. Push the boundaries. Yeah, and I'm trying to think if there was anything else that we uh, that we ate uh, that I, I oh uh, well no St. Petersburg I, I just didn't love anything except I tell you what to its credit uh, we had beef stroganoff in the stroganoff building where it was invented and it was bloody delicious. That was pretty cool. Um, and I'm thinking about some of the uh, Ryokan. 10 course monstro meals that we had there were a few things where i was like fugu was a bit of a moment yeah i wasn't it was a fugu it wasn't just fugu it wasn't just slices of of blowfish it was like a um like a almost like a smoothie and i i i just i i wasn't a huge fan of that but there haven't been many things where i'm like that's disgusting no i mean i'm racking my brains now and i really don't think there's been anything that i've out and out not eaten no no, um, the which is good. Yeah, which is good. I, I know as soon as I, I press stop, I'm gonna think of about twelve things where I'm like, oh yeah, oh, there it's was the a, dead cat. In yeah, the alley. oh god, that stupid thing. Oh, um, just thinking about one of the other things that that stood out for me that may not have been the best, but it was life changing. Was do you remember when my friend Geo in Cape Town? Oh, the Gatsby. The Gatsby. Whoa, yeah, that was ridiculous. The Gatsby we had at Cozy Corner. In uh, in Cape Town, which is outside of Cape Town, in the suburbs, and my friend Gio, he took us there, and a Gatsby was created in like the sixties or seventies to feed fishermen, and so it was like, 
as calorie dense as you can imagine. It was like a huge loaf of bread with four or five steaks. Yep. Covered in chips. Yes. And oh, sauce. that's like slap chips. That's like uh, English chips. Yeah, chi- yeah, exactly. Like chip, chip, like chip shop chips. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> salad and all kinds of thing. And the, the steaks are, are sauced. So you could yeah. get like barbecue. We had um, masala. Yeah, it was, it was actually really good. Oh my God. It was like, there was no way you could eat one by yourself. They were the size of a baby. It was obscenely huge. And I think only on par, if we're going to talk about what's perhaps the most calorific meal we've had on the show. Yeah. It's probably on a par with, is it called Capsulin? Oh, Capsulin in Amsterdam. Yeah. And that was another delicious monstrosity, which you probably only have the reason to eat if you were hammered. I think that that's the only reason why it exists. Yeah. Capsulin is, you get it from kebab shops and not good ones. No. Even though this dish is great and it's chips, french fries. With shawarma meat. Uh, what else did it have on it? It was like shawarma meat. It felt like a bolognese. Shawarma meat, uh, chips. There must be some sort of sauce. A bunch of cheese? Yeah, gouda. Gouda. Garlic sauce or hot sauce. Uh, it's weird because capsulin means hairdre- hairdresser in Dutch. <laughs> I have no idea why it's called that. <laughs> yeah, I can't understand why. Yeah, uh, and you get it in like a baking tray, (laughs) like one of the disposable baking tray. And the one that we had was 2,000 calories for a serving, which is a man's RDA of calorie intake. So, again, good good drunken night out food. That's got to be the most ostentatious dish that we've had. Yeah, I think if a Gatsby fought a Capsulon in a fight, it'd be fairly fair. It would be, the, cap, yeah. the capstone would probably just pip it. Yeah, I think we've we've had a lot of um, we've had a lot of food in Japan that's been great. We'll come back to that in a second, but we've had a lot of food. I think where in places where I didn't expect to have good food, like we ate well in Rome mm. and the Supli, which was great, which is like um, very very similar to uh, what the heck are they called? It's a rice croquette. With a, a mozzarella stick. Um, oh yeah, 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 like an arancini. Uh, yeah, arancini. That's exactly what I was talking about. But it's not. It's a. It's the Roman version of that. That was good. But then places like Budapest, I had never had langosh before. I love the langosh. Uh, and again, street food tour. Yeah, and a good drunken food again. Good drunken food. It's almost like a. a it's like a greasy flatbread. Greasy, deep fried, greasy flat f- bread. There's a, re- a recurring theme here. <laughs> Covered in its basic level in sour cream and cheese, yeah. but you can get and, and brushed with garlic, olive oil, sour cream, cheese. But you can get like sweet or savory toppings. Yeah, that was that was that was really good uh, as well. Uh, but I wasn't expecting. No, I, I don't know what I was expecting in Budapest. Stodge, but not that type of stodge. Yeah, I think it's always really interesting to see the innovation that comes from. A lot of the street foods, a lot of like the people's food where they've had to improvise of something. Yeah. Whereas we even had like a stew in, in Koreatown in LA as well, which was made using spam because that's what the US soldiers had yeah. left behind once. Army they'd... stew. Yeah. Army stew. Yeah. Army stew, that's it. Yeah. And I, I don't know why someone ever came up with Capsulon and, and I like the Gatsby of the fisherman thing. 
Yes, I mean, uh, language has been around has been around for a long time, but it's certainly one of those things that that is. I've seen it all over the world now. So yeah. again, that comes back to your point. It's not one of those things where I, that I miss. Yeah. Because I can get it. Yeah. Anywhere. Langos. Yeah. Really. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it all over the place. I was horrified though when you sent me the thing uh, <laughs> that you can find Borak in London. Yeah, I was walking past. Like, uh, don't you threaten me. I think it's called Brew for Two, a little Turkish cafe in Hackney, right by the church, and it does Borak. And I just got flashbacks. What talk? I'm interested to hear you, your thoughts on India, and we've only done two episodes. We did Delhi and Mumbai, and we we were so fortunate to have Kalyan Karmakar, uh, from whose blog uh, the finally chopped is outstanding, and he wrote a wonderful book called The Traveling Belly. He definitely took us to places and showed us things that, uh, really? yeah, that yeah. I never would have ordered. I never would have gone into these places. Yeah, um, I doubt and, they're in any Lonely Planet guys. Hell no. Like that. Hell no, and I think and and for that I am eternally grateful. But did did you have anything that that stood out, um, either experience wise or food wise? Because it you know, it's India, and there was a lot going on in both of those episodes. Yeah, I mean, I think, and I think you're you're with me on this, but I feel like Mumbai was better culinarily than Delhi. I think that's just down to what my palate is about. Sure. And I really loved the Tali when I was in. Oh, Mumbai. yeah. That was amazing. We were staying near Nairman Point uh, and we happened to stumble across that place with the Tali that was so good. Yeah. We went back again. We went back. It was yeah, so good. It yeah. It was really delicious. Not to suggest that we didn't explore Mumbai's culinary offerings because we had Kalyan with us who was able to, to yeah. help us with that. And that, that the, the, the Vatapav that we had, yeah. that was really good. I love that. Apparently. And the cutting chai, of course. I I liked I the the thing that I remember the most, and I think the thing that I think back most fondly of, of our India trips, uh, is the chole bhatore. That was amazing. It's a good breakfast. Yeah. Food. So it's basically a chana masala, chickpeas with a, almost like a langoshi type. You're but, right. Yeah, like a naan. And yeah, but Kalyan says, as he says in the episode, that. No matter where you go in Delhi, you'll have different varieties, and sometimes the 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 I think it's the chole is puffed up, and sometimes it's the flat, terrible bit that we had. Terrible, as in easy to be torn, not terrible. <laughs> terrible, uh, and it because it was the opposite of that. And then on the side, you had these like pickled carrots, which were just divine, and a few other things that you could add. I that I loved great. that. I enjoyed that. And the the curries at Kakida Hotel in Connaught Place. I and I think I said it on camera there were flavors in there that I had never experienced in my life yeah it was um it was an eye opener yeah and again he ordered stuff like goat brain curry probably wouldn't have ordered myself no that was one of those ones where I was like thinking to myself this is delicious but the texture is offsetting my experience a little bit mm. maybe if he hadn't have told me it was goat's brains and maybe if it didn't i can't really even describe the texture it was again that kind of jelly deal. half cooked i thought it was like half cooked cauliflower ah uh, yeah i would say that yeah a little bit slimy yeah though and but the but the cur- the sauce that it was in oh ridiculous yeah those are the sort of flavors that i, I couldn't i couldn't get over that and what was so great about Callian is that you know we went to we went to the ice cream joint, Nurillas. Yeah. And I was like, this is just like 
a Baskin Robbins. But then he explained, and this is where a travel writer's perspective, which he is, comes in so importantly, is that he how important it was to people of his age in and around the big cities. This was their first glimpse of Western culture and something they couldn't access because Western brands hadn't infiltrated the India yet. And that, that was powerful. And, yeah. and the ice cream was really good like, that was when, great, when right? it was 39 degrees outside. <laughs> it was very welcome. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I want to go back to India and I want to eat more food because going to Delhi and Mumbai is like saying you've been to LA and New York. And therefore, you've eaten all that America has to offer. Totally. Yeah. I do feel like, I think particularly of all the places we've been to, India is the one that I feel like I've only scratched the surface of. Yeah. And I'd love to go back and see maybe a bit more of the countryside. Yeah, absolutely. And I, some of the coasts, I would imagine, yeah. all the fish. Uh, I love all those flavors that come from South India. Yeah. That, you know, that it's like fish curry. And fish, coconut. yeah, much more coconutty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And again, we're, we're talking in broad generalizations here, yeah. but there's so much I think that we still have to experience it. And I think actually the same in the US. We've only done four cities in the US, and three of them were fairly early on. And probably yeah. before we'd sort of... It was in the genesis of the show. Yeah. We hadn't kind of shifted so much to food yet. Yeah. As a way of telling stories. So, and also finding people that could help us. LA was the, was kind of a, a change for that. Yeah. Um, and of course, we talked about In-N-Out. But, um, Sweet In-N-Out. Japan. We've done a lot. We've done six episodes in Japan. And still not enough. And not enough. No, we got more on the horizon. But was there anything in, in Japan where you were like, this is... This is life-changing. Yeah, I don't want to be one of those guys who goes, oh, you haven't had this if you haven't been to. But the, the, the whole culture and everything that surrounds the way they have ramen, mm-hmm. I think is, on an experiential level, something that I love and I want it now. It's just great. I love that you go in there and they've t- kind of taken service completely out of it from like a an interpersonal sort of thing you have this vending machine yeah. and you pick what you want you get your ticket and there's you know a little clue for westerners if you can't read the labels go for top left it's the house specialty house yeah. special and it's always just incredible it's so reliably the best ramen yeah you've ever had I've never had bad even in the chains when I was there with my kids and I didn't want to piss anybody off and you just go into one of the one of the chains it's still delicious yeah and, and that tip, tip shout out to Brian McDuxton, who does ramen adventures in Tokyo. And he's become, he's written a book, literally written a book on Japanese ramen. Uh, taught us that, introduced us to three different ramen styles in one day. Yeah, I think, you know, and then going and seeing the different ramen styles as we went from the far south in Kyushu to Hokkaido and trying the, the, the ramen in, in Sapporo. Yeah. Uh, yeah yeah it's such an eye-opener and on the flip of that i think probably my favorite thing and the thing that if i see it's on a menu now and i go to any japanese restaurant i order it is uh takoyaki yeah you and my eldest son my son luke that's his all-time favorite food i love octopus balls yeah 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 uh osaka that's the osaka specialty incredible if you see this the netflix show street food which is just glorious in the Osaka episode, they do a little, talk a little bit, not enough, I don't think, about uh, takoyaki. And it's like, it's octopus 
ten like chunks of octopus. Yeah, if you open it up, you'll see the tentacles. Yeah, in uh, like almost like a Yorkshire pudding batter, yeah. but not fully cooked. Not fully cooked. So it's got this like great kind of juicy interior. Yeah. With a deep fried Yorkshire pudding exterior. Yeah. It's it is molten. It will kill you yeah. if you don't give it time. Yeah. So like I always feel like I want to rush in and eat it, but I've had literally my my mouth burnt too many yeah. times. But it is the the best. I think it's delicious. Yeah. That's something I never even knew of. You get it. Um, you get like what eight? Yeah. In eight a, or six. I yeah. Think, in a in a serving, and uh, you you they they come served with this like brown almost barbecue sauce. I think that's what I love so much as well, because you get that on okonomiyaki. Yeah, which we should talk about in a second. Um, mayo. And then bonito flakes, shaved, yeah. dried bonito fish flakes that yeah, come alive, come alive in the heat, and uh, yeah, just just so good. And that's another discovery via a food tour, and that was Arigato food tours. And Chi, who was our guide, introduced us to so many things, including takoyaki and okonomiyaki. Yeah, yeah, and I think it is that there's a crossover of flavors there. With the barbecue sauce and the mayo. Yeah, that's right. Because okonomiyaki yeah. is like a cabbage pancake and like a millet uh, uh, batter with with shredded cabbage. And it's pressed on a hot plate, usually in front of you at your table. At least it was for us. I took my kids to the same place. And they do uh, these drawings in the mayo like of... It'd be like Pikachu. Pikachu yeah. or uh, Totoro or something like that. And then with this barbecue sauce and... yeah. It's so it, barbecue sauce doesn't it do it justice. No, it's got its own kind of bitterness. I guess it's like an umami, yeah, kind of flavor to it. So good, yeah, so it. good. Uh, I think. I mean, we had a lot of those. Um, not a lot. We did it three or four times, but we stayed in Ryokins in Kurokawa and uh, in Shuzenji near Fuji, and we had the sort of ultra ten course meal. And and they were good because it was all like ultra seasonal, ultra local food. But by the end of it, you're like, this, this is a lot of food. And I am a big dude compared to the rest of you people. Yeah. And they're, they're so ultra attentive in the onsens that the food and the ceremony of which it could go on for hours and you're just ready to drop by the end of it. I much prefer the more izakaya based way of dining which is quite quick you have the most delicious food you've ever eaten yeah. you get out yeah I, I i i agree uh i do i mean not i mean it was just it was the most exquisite and extraordinary food it's fascinating yeah but i'm i'm too impatient yeah i'm too I impatient mean, it's just not that i didn't appreciate it but if it was like Five courses today, five courses tomorrow. It's like going to an award ceremony where each dish has won an award. Yeah. And you got to stand there and clap. Yeah. And then hear its speech. And then... Yeah. And it's not, it's certainly not a criticism at all, but it's one of those things where I would do it once a year, which is pretty much what we do. Yeah. And it's a special, yeah, God. And it's like a special occasion thing yeah. for sure. And it is amazing. Yeah. But, but when you ranks. stay there at a, at a, a Ryokan every night, that's yeah. what you get. Um, Imagine that for a week. And think about the breakfasts as well. The breakfasts were these like ornate affairs. Just a ceremonial. Yeah. And we had um, the ones we stayed at in Kurokawa. We had the horse, the raw horse meat, which was delicious, and a few others that were a little more um, 
tempered, which was which yeah. was good. I yeah. mean, there was still the ceremony and the and the all of that, which was nice, but not quite as much. No. Yeah. Um, the only I mean, there was yeah, we had a lot of incredible food in Japan. For me, one of the standouts that was, uh, we actually we talked about it today, was Pizza Studio Tamaki. Yes. Uh, that was the best Neapolitan style pizza I've ever had in my life. Madness. We went there when uh, we were filming. We were just in Tokyo. We weren't filming. We were there at the the end of yeah Sapporo with my niece Lindsay and. Paul Papa Dimitriou had told us about it. Everybody had told us about it. Even my god, Eric yeah. Wareheim. Eric Wareheim. That's it. Yeah. Eric Wareheim, David Chang yeah. uh, on Ugly Delicious went there. It's a little unassuming place with about nine or ten seats downstairs and maybe another ten upstairs. Yeah, tiny. It's like three tables enough to fit ten people in a quiet neighborhood just near Tokyo Tower. And it was divine it was Unreal. so good and i can't describe why i just think it's that standard thing it's testament to how the japanese tend to take something from another culture yeah. and just destroy them at it yeah. they just perfect it yeah they perfect they perfect things yeah and they've managed to perfect pizza this guy was in a and it's the same story uh, again, in such an admirable way, where you know you're gonna do, you're gonna work on rice for five years before you get anywhere near actual sushi. Yeah. This guy was an apprentice at another Sabaros. Oh yeah, at a Sabaros <laughs> in the Bronx, and uh, you know here he is, yeah, at, at another pizza joint in 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 Tokyo to a guy who was a whatever the equivalent of a pizza master is, um, who'd learned the trade in Naples. And then he'd got he'd done his apprentice he's done it fifteen years and now he's doing his own thing. There's there's one the place where we're at and there's one, another in Rapongi. Just the the crust was like just the right salty. It was just so good. It was so yeah. flipping good. It was madness. Yeah, uh, I do think of it quite a lot. Yeah. One more thing in Tokyo is the wagyu beef. Oh yeah. Where we I think we've gone every time we've gone to Tokyo. Yeah. Just it's I don't know if it's a chain. I don't know what their deal is. It's bizarre, but they do the best Wagyu beef on a hot stone. Mm. And I can eat it for days. Yeah, it's it's like, kind of like hibachi. Yeah. You know, you've got the grill in front of you um, and, uh, and your charcoal grill in front of you and then the ex- exhaust fan, a lot like Korean barbecue and you order the different types of, of steak um, and they bring it to you uh, on a plate and you cook it along maybe with some vegetables and what feels like limitless amounts of beer. Yeah, I mean, I've never had a very sober experience of that place. No, we, and hilariously, I took my kids there, um, I took my, my sons and there was... They got smashed. They got wrecked <laughs> on the beer. There was a lady, two ladies, one with the son about the same age as my boys, who was playing a Switch and before I knew it, my my yeah best friend sitting over there, and the ladies were uh, were having some wine, <laughs> and getting uh, enjoying it, yeah. and they they were watching me sort of in faux horror as I cooked my food to the point where they came over and sat with me and they're like, "You're basically you're making a fool of you of yourself." They didn't speak any English. Yeah. I obviously don't speak Japanese. They said it with their eyes. Yeah. They're like, this is, you're humiliating for both of us. 
And so they cooked all my food for me. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you totally lucked yeah. out. Yeah. And then even when they left and I was doing it, they would sort of keep an eye on me and they're like, like gesturing for me to flip it over and gesturing <laughs> me to eat it. Um, and we had that in Sapporo, didn't we? At the beer hall, at the Sapporo Beer Museum, totally, where, which yeah. is lamb, which is very unusual for Japan. A same style, big, uh, big grill in front of you. And the people look, kept looking at, at Nettis next to us. like, this is... And they intervened. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't deal with it. I think they were pulling their hair out. Yeah. I think it's because... I don't, I don't think it was because we were doing... And we were committing a faux pas. They wanted us to enjoy it at the same level that, as they were. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's quite emblematic of the Japanese people. Yeah. They're, we, just, they're willing to help out if it means that you have the best experience. We were going to ruin that lamb. <laughs> And probably burn the place to the ground. Yeah, the maybe that time. was more they were saving themselves. Yeah, from everything. From from, from absolutely from disaster. Yeah, we've eaten a lot of food. We have, and there's a yeah. lot. I mean, a lot of cities we haven't even talked about. Singapore, Hong, Hong Kong comes up in conversation anyway. Paris, all yeah. these places that we haven't talked about. Of course, New York, and some of the places that we've we've eaten eaten here on this trip already. Berlin, oh, you weren't there. You weren't in Berlin. Hey, we don't talk about no, Berlin. We don't talk about Berlin. Hey, no. Uh, yeah, so we, I think we've had, but those are some of the best and the worst. Again, I don't, there's nothing that I think of where I'm like, uh, some of them I, I will, I will not choose to eat again. Yeah. Like the smelt fish in St. Petersburg. I yeah. wasn't, I was like this, I'm not, but then the was, little donuts that Anna oh, introduced us to. Tinky? Yeah. No, it was, it began with P. Papadom? Papadoms. <laughs> Uh, Patinka? I don't remember. I think it might be Patinka. Something like that. That's probably hugely offensive in some language. I'm going to say, I think it might be, there's a gap, and then you can put in the right word there. No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not even going to add this. I'm going to look it up. Were they, they were donuts, weren't they? They were donuts. Uh, problem Tiny. is, whenever I, don't, whenever I Google St. Petersburg donuts, I'm just getting... Porn. Uh, porn and <laughs> uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. Oh yeah, which of course sense. has lots of uh, really good uh, donuts. donuts. Are they called? Do- are they donuts? I don't even remember. Pishki, good boy. Oh, I was good close. job, Greggy. So Pishki, they were called P. Pishki, and they were really good. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was good. Um, that was Saint Petersburg, right? That was Saint Petersburg. There was a lot that uh, yeah, Saint Petersburg. I liked the experience of the Soviet era preserved cafe. Oh, yeah, with that herring under fur. Yeah. Which was absolutely a novelty and not something I would ever choose to eat on purpose. Exactly. I mean, it was like, it wasn't gross, but I was like, well, this is like that great Twitter novelty account about the 70s cooking and all the recipe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, that's something that's straight. And it was, it was Soviet. Yeah, and it was extremely stodgy. Yeah. And I like that. I like that there are things that we're forced to order and eat that I would never go out of my yeah. way to eat anywhere else. In Copenhagen, the Schmorbrood. Uh, like that. That with Asmus, that was that was great. There's so much that, uh, and again, a lot we haven't even scratched the surface on. So, um, yeah. 40 episodes. There's a lot to talk about. But yeah, I think that that uh, is a fair representation. We'll get Will back next episode to refute many of the stories and claims that we've made, <laughs> and remind us of things that I probably told him about that I've eaten on the show and hated because I'm giving him live commentary and completely forgot about, or suppress the memories. Yeah, I feel like I've definitely left a couple of humans. Yeah. 
and uh, we'll come back to us as soon as we finish. But thank you for doing this. Not at all. I really hope this is recorded properly. If it doesn't, this is the last episode that no one will ever hear. It's the last time you'll be on. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Greg? Who? <laughs> anyway, guys, we'll be back next episode. Until then, let us know what you've been eating at uh, Mastication NTN on Twitter. And until next time, eat well. Thank you.